0: it's Kathy here from Geek Girl Meetup UK and you're joining me for Geek Girl Meets where we sit down with a fascinating woman in tech to find out about her career in order to inspire you for your future career. Today I am really really happy to announce that I am interviewing my boss. So I'm sat here with Rashna Sohoni who is the co-founding partner of Seedcamp which is a first-round fund backing ambitious startups Reshma, thank you very much for saying that you would take part in this podcast for me and welcome. Now, the first question that I like to ask, because I think it's quite telling when you're talking to someone about their career and journey to date, is actually to take you all the way back to when you may have been a teenager or a little girl and ask you what it was that you wanted to be when you were growing up.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's twofold. Um, I think, you know, I grew up in India and I was a little girl there. So obviously I wanted to be a Bollywood star. I think that's a given. And, and, you know, I think it it does kind of take you back to that in terms of, girls and how they're sort of raised right and I think I'm now quite old so it takes you back many years but um, yeah I grew up in a probably you know very kind of it is a more male dominated society right and uh, so I think girls as such I mean we were uh, we were pushed to be the best of ourselves but I think the girl role models at the time were often on the screen and, and that's kind of what you what you saw versus seeing you know women really out in the workforce as such but so that's diametrically opposite to when I was a young girl in in America and you know having made that transition and really sort of trying to fit into a new society and becoming part of that society and uh and getting closer to kind of graduating from high school thinking about college I actually wanted to be in finance and um Go deep into sort of trading, and I think I'd watched Wall Street or something and was just sort of completely you know mesmerized by by that world. So there you go. I went from wanting to be a Bollywood actress to a trader on on Wall Street to I guess somewhere in between now.:
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's quite quite a change of pace. so how old were you when you moved to the states?
1: I was ten years old, nine and a half ten years old. yeah okay. Cool.
0: And what so aside from maybe seeing Wall Street the movie, what was it that kind of drew you to looking at finance as a as a career and getting into that? What was it that excited you about that role?
1: I think it's, uh, it's very fast-paced. So finance in general is very, very fast-paced. Um, I think, you know, math was cr- math sort of critical to that field. And I excelled in it and I loved it. And uh, I love the sort of deal-making idea in terms of working with people and um, getting, to, you know, getting to solutions together. And, and, and sort of at, nowadays it's win-win, but at the time, you know, getting things you wanted, right? And so, so those were all really fast-paced math. And working with people.
0: Okay, cool. So, Bollywood to finance to seed camp. So, how did we get from teenage Reshma in the U.S. to seed camp and London, and more more broadly than that, Europe?
1: So, you know, I I could I think coming out of high school, one of the most practical jobs I could see was business and finance, and I ended up uh, applying early early decision to one of the top universities, University of Pennsylvania and the Wharton School. But I realized, or I I was pushed at the time to understand that maybe, you know, business isn't really a degree and I should actually get a real degree. Um, And so I got an engineering degree alongside my Wharton finance degree as well. So I was, uh, I was clearly overly ambitious and uh, did two degrees at a, at a time, which was definitely overwhelming. So I have, uh, I have an engineering degree and I have, a, I have a finance degree as well. And I think that really set the path for everything. So being in college for those four years, studying both disciplines um, really kind of you know, helped Uh, help kind of put together the fundamentals and the foundations of how I approach problem solving, how I I think about things. And with engineering, you know, it is a framework for how you think and how you solve problems. And then the whole kind of finance management um, courses I took you know, apply a lot of that right so and I've, I've kept that marriage of, two, of the two is the tech and the business side so my first job out of college was in investment banking in mergers and acquisitions so tech for technology businesses so it was again tech with finance after that I went into venture capital for tech companies so it was tech and business again and then I went to business school, I was at Vodafone for a few years, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at Seekamp for the last nearly eight years or so. So it's always been this marriage of technology and business or technology and finance.
0: So for those that don't really understand venture capital and investment in startups, you know, what does an average day look like? For you at SeedCamp and I am asking this question though and I don't think there is actually an average day but to kind of explain what the job
1: entails. Sure I mean I think um, you know if you're in venture capital you really have essentially a job that does three things you're sourcing companies that you want to actually invest into because you've raised this fund and you've got to deploy that capital so you're you're looking um, you're looking at sourcing companies to invest in your part of your job is selecting once you've sourced and you get these hundreds and thousands of ideas who do you Select to invest in. Who do you build that relationship? Who do you want to work with? So selecting is a big part of our job, and the third is support. You know, then helping once you've invested in them, helping them to to really grow and having having your whole team. We're a team of ten plus now um, to really push behind those companies. So each day, kind of 365 days a year, the last seven years, it's that balance of sourcing, selecting, and supporting, and you're always kind of balancing something within those three functions. What is the absolute one thing that you love
0: the most about what you do?
1: I think that the one thing is seeing the hard work put in and then the results that come out so being the engineer that I am I think it is a lot about what are your inputs what goes into this system and 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 kind of uh, this uh, you, you know this machine and then what's coming out of it right and what are the results whether it's making customers happy growing your you know workforce to a few hundred people uh, making a difference in the world so I think I love that kind of I love that interplay of inputs and outputs
0: and if I I'm gonna take away years from my age now if i was 18 and i was considering becoming a vc or an investor what would your suggestion be in terms of the type of characteristics that i might need to develop in myself or traits personality what kind of makes a really really good vc
1: that's a great question, and and I think I would you know putting myself back when I was 18, I really didn't know this world existed, and and I was quite naive sort of going into my Wharton degree. I really didn't know what it all what it all entailed, right? So, I I guess my biggest advice is, um, you know, when you are of that age, really open yourself up, and I think drive after the unknown unknowns. so think a lot about what you don't know you don't know um but so it's a it it, that's that's part of the answer more directly to your question about the skills in in this business i would say you know it it depends on what an industry if you're investing in technology or biotechnology or environmental or um you know fast-moving consumer goods it depends on what industry get to know your industry really understand um, what what makes up the fundamentals of that industry and then I think secondly I think it, it is a lot of people skills and you, you need to develop rapport both with both with you know, the founders you're backing to the team that, that you have with you and your partner or partners that you start a fund with to the people whose money you're managing. So it's a lot of relationships. It's a lot of sort of um, working closely with people. And and then thirdly is you are managing money at the end of the day. You're managing capital. So you have to really think about what makes you successful and what um, what your shareholders want and what kind of returns they want. So... It is, you know, it's it's a few sort of different functional areas. So I think as much exposure you can get in university to multiple types of um, types of disciplines is really fantastic. And, and so, you know, get, get that exposure.
0: Okay. What would your one piece of advice be to 18-year-old Reshma looking
1: back? So, um, yeah, so I think, you, you know, it would be a lot of immerse myself in multidisciplinary kind of people and concepts and ideas go for that what uh, the unknown unknown and I think just really just really understand how the academic and the the social world of when you're 18 how that kind of evolves and progresses into the real life because I think we live in very sheltered environments whether that's Growing up in your high school days with your you know, with your close family, and then you go into university and you're around more of a peer group and a and a, a professor teacher network as well. Um, you know you do extend out a little more, but you're still in this very very protected environment. And I think it it distances you from the reality of once you graduate. And I think I would really um, have pushed myself back in those days to get out there and uh, and understand kind of what what reality and and the you know the real the real world implications of my career choices would be.
0: Taking a, a side step away from career and what um, you've been building you can go and talk more European tech ecosystem and, and what's kind of going on here so I know that you have a couple of areas of key interest what's kind of hot for you right now in terms of tech and the
1: startups that you're seeing applying to Seedcome? Yes. Um, so, you know, we're, we're extremely horizontal in what we look at. We pride ourselves in being more business builders than maybe any particular vertic- vertical. But we have been very early to spot, um, you know, fintech, financial tech um, and property tech food tech in, increasingly we've also backed a few companies within the health tech sector and i think you know that's really booming in terms of as we continue to hear about spiraling sort of health costs and you know people wanting to measure themselves and understand themselves better so that's kind of the next you know the n- next stage of evolution so being on the being on the kind of cutting edge of seeing some of these things develop um, you know we are early to some of these markets so i mean those are those few continue to be the areas we're quite excited about, artificial intelligence and what does that mean for pretty much every sector of, yeah. of what we invest in. So we're, uh, we're quite interested in what entrepreneurs have to think and are doing within those sectors and, and hopefully making some of the right calls and who we back to, again, build pretty revolutionary businesses and, and have a changing, changing impact on all our lives.
0: It's quite interesting, this morning I went along to Dot Everyone, who uh, today at Google Campus hosted uh, their 50-50 tech event. So they did a a big push around getting more women in front of investors in the room, pitching their businesses, which was really, really interesting to see. quick piece of advice for any woman who is out there who is building a business and is an entrepreneur and it doesn't even have to be specifically for women right just any entrepreneur
1: out there that's building something I think the big advice would be, you know, focus on the fundamentals, focus on what is your USP in yourself as a, as a individual going after this business in your team, in your sort of the way you're solving the problem, what is really unique, what stands out and put yourself in the other person's shoes, whether it's an investor or whether it's someone coming to work with you or for you is why should they take that leap? And, and again, I think we we often focus too much on it being a female or not. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think that's sort of, that it's it's, a, it's an issue, but the main issue is, are you really unique? And do you, you know, in terms of what you're building and in terms of the problems you're solving, do you have a unique capability or a unique approach to, to solving those problems? And, you know, we when we've backed companies like uh, Repositive, Open Sensors, BridgeU, um, We Are Colony with Sarah, I mean, those are those are all women who have a very unique understanding of their industry and the problem they're solving and the experience that they have. And and that's why we, we backed them and we didn't really think about whether they were women or not. No, I know, I know,
0: I know. It's just like that kind of, um, I think today though, with this event, there was a big kind of drumbeat of trying to empower,
1: um, which, I mean, I think it's great to focus on because it means that you're going to pay a little extra attention to it. That means we're going to push for having more female role models that, you know, women get out there more, share their experiences more, as we're doing just now. So yeah. I think the attention is great. Um, it's just more of, you know, I, I hate to sort of single it out as, as something to kind of be all dramatic over. <laughs> no,
0: no, I agree. Uh, so we read a lot at Seed Camp. If you look around the investment team, everyone is reading a different blog every single day and I'm keeping on top of news for trends and insights and everything. What are the the things that you have to read every day, like your kind of one go-to place for
1: insight or useful tips that you might suggest someone else has a look at for insight into the industry? Sure. Um I my my personal approach to uh to kind of reading throughout the day or, or, or a week or a month is, you know, there there are sorts, there are just titles I read and then there's more kind of deeper articles and issues that that I read. So my my Bible, as I call it, is The Economist, because I think it's just an incredible picture on a weekly basis of every sector, every industry you can kind of think of. And actually for um, multiple industries, it gives you such a different take uh, than than maybe what I'm used to on a day to day basis, so i I love it it's it's my kind of weekly reading, but um you know secondly, i I look to Twitter and Facebook a lot you you follow kind of interesting people who always seem to be on have have the pulse of what's um what's innovative, interesting, different kind of different ways of thinking so. I look at you know Facebook and Twitter for what are some interesting titles and what's going on. It gives me a flavor of, of a lot of things that are going on more real time, and then you know resources like um, P Hub uh, Mattermark Tech City News um, TechCrunch and Tech EU, and so it's a it's a lot of those kinds of resources as as well that are happening sort of daily daily weekly.
0: Yeah, and in terms of someone who's been. A big inspiration to you like is there someone that kind of had an impact on your career to date or a couple of people that you kind of watch and and kind of inspire you on some level?
1: Um, I, I think it's I, it's funny, I get asked that a lot and I, I find it hard to name one person. I mean, I think if I had to name one person, it, it is my mother. So, you know, if you think back to my first answer of what did I want to be, I mean, at the time my mom didn't work and then when we moved to America, she out of nowhere, she just had to get a job and, you know, make sure we had, we had a, we had she, had, she was part of making a living for our family. And so I think her ability to just jump in and, and do what was needed was extremely inspiring and then you know her and my father and our whole family sort of just um pushing us as two girls in the family just to say you can absolutely do be whatever you want you can move wherever you want and you know I left my family and moved to Europe so I think if I had to pick one person it would be it would be her from a character perspective and 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 just kind of the long view on on things if I had to pick anybody else in terms of really the the tangible parts of the career, I think it's multiple people. So I think I just I find that multiple people have been crucial at at sort of some critical times in my life to give me that opportunity or that leg up. And it's been everyone from alumni of, the, of, of UPenn and seeing them come speak on campus to my, my first couple of bosses that, that gave me that break um, to, to, you know, meeting, meeting the kind of Saul and, and that whole community of, of VCs who helped start Camp. Um, with me and and you know encourage me to push that through so i think it's been multiple people i i just really can't pick one person except my mother
0: <laughs> it's you no know, it's a uh, it's really hard we've actually in terms of answer to this so far we've had everything from queen elizabeth the first to elon musk wow yeah. yeah so um yeah it's quite a nice range which is cool in terms of kind of mentors, have you ever had someone who specifically spent a lot of time with you and kind of nurtured you or advised you in your career? And, and you know, how, if you have, how did you find
1: someone that kind of fits that description? Yeah, I mean, I would say one, one of my um, first bosses as such in investment banking. Investment banking is not known <laughs> for a nurturing environment, but uh, Eric, my, my boss there, was... Uh, it, you know, just every analyst that he worked with, he took that kind of an approach. And actually a few years after I left, I actually joined up with him again to help him kick off his, his investment bank. And um, more recently, he helped one of our companies at camp get sold. So, I mean, that's a long-term kind of, you know, uh, long-term relationship we've had. And he was definitely that, uh, you know, he was he was an associate at the time, then principal and so forth. And he really kind of took that effort and time over 10, 15 years of my career to help me think through my next steps and give me, you know, anytime he could give me really great experience mm. with clients and, and with business, he really offered that up. And I think that's actually one of the things we strive at here, Carlos and I, is to to give the, the next generation of our team as much kind of firsthand, um, you know front of the field experience yeah. that that they can get that that they can get and so learning by doing rather than being that rather than learning by just kind of talking and, and teaching Probably right? So yeah. so yeah
0: no that's good so you can plug one thing so one initiative that's not seed camp related though anyone listening
1: to you should clearly apply
0: what can you what would you like to talk about that's outside of the seed camp rules
1: Sure. Well, um, my husband's actually running a members, uh, members club co-working um, space called Runway East, which is just around the corner from Seedcamp. So if you are a high growth company and if you are looking for a really incredible community to be a part of and not just some, you know, some space to work in, then check out Runway East. So runwayea.st.
0: Brilliant. And you can follow Rushma on Twitter at rsohoni. Uh, thank you very much for joining me for Geek Girl Meets. Uh, we will have another episode coming up very soon, so stay tuned. In the meantime, I can update you on the next Geek Girl Meetup event, which will be taking place on March the 1st. At the Hoxton Hotel. Tickets will be released very, very shortly. Uh, so keep an eye out on our newsletter on Twitter at GGM UK, on Facebook at Geek Girl meetup UK. And as discussed in the previous podcast, very excited to say that the next topic is sex tech. So, how is technology disrupting our sexual and romantic lives? So, it'll be quite a fun evening. Save with me. cocktails and wine, <laughs> obviously. Um, thank you very much, Rashma, and I'll speak to you all soon. Thank Bye. you.